it's always like monitoring your business and being so realistic of like, is this working in my business? Like, I don't feel like I can do something great for my business because I want my business to be great. I'm going to hustle and find that money and find someone. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co. and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize. I am so excited for this episode. I am joined by a friend and previous client here at the Socialized Selco, Skylar French, who is the owner of Smirk Photo Booth. And Skylar started her photo booth business when a Facebook ad caught her attention and started her journey as a photo booth owner with a mission to change the way that people view photo booths. While doing that and creating her six-figure photo booth company, she created the photo booth edit to now help create more profitable and creative photo booth businesses. When she's not working events or planning the next resource for her community, she is a mom of two who is truly building her business around her life, which is what we love to see here at the Socialized Cell Co. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Skylar. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Skylar was one of our clients here at the Socialized Cell Co. and we elevated her systems. And then we just became fast friends. And I was very sad when our project ended, but we have obviously stayed in touch. And she is here now on the podcast. When I had this idea for this episode of how to launch a new and profitable business, I knew that Skylar was the best person for this episode because she not only created her own profitable business, but now she's doing, which I tell my clients to do often in the wedding and event industry is she is now adding another revenue stream and profit to her business by now teaching people how to do what she does very well. So that is what this episode is about. We're going to be talking about you know, things that she wishes, wishes she would have done in the past and things that she did that was very successful for her business. So Skylar, for you, like when you first started your business, like how were you feeling going into it? Um, like how long ago did you start your business? And were there a lot of other photo booth companies around at that time? Or was it just something you, you know, you didn't know anyone else that was in the photo booth industry and you just kind of dove into it? Oh, okay. So I started in 2016. Well, it was probably 2015 that I like started looking into things. My friend became an event planner and we had worked together. And then we were like, oh, what if we worked weddings together, but not a planner? This is why I hired you to do my systems. So found a Facebook company that popped up as an ad and I was like, whoa, this would be so fun. And made the plunge, bought it. My He's now my husband, but my boyfriend at the time was like, just do it. Take out a loan, buy the booth. And I did it and obviously did my like market research. There were two other well-known companies in our area in Portland, Oregon, and such a different 
vibe than what I wanted my company to be. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I am going to bring like a unique experience. And so it felt like it was the right call to make. And now I feel like photo booths are so much more popular, but there's still so much room to make like your unique experience and bring something different. But looking back now, I like love everything that I did. My mindset was very like just launch. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like get something out there and then you're going to consistently change your business over time and grow with how your business grows. And like how your life changes too, you know, like your seasons of life that you're in and things like that, like, you know, changing your business. That's like why I was saying like, I feel like Skylar does a very good job of building her business around her life. I always say, and not the other way around, because when we build our life around our business, that's when we, you know, get fatigued in our business or we're just like over it um, or other things in our life suffer because of it. Um, And so I feel like when you have that mindset of knowing like, you know what, my business can change. It's not set in stone. I can make adjustments. I should make adjustments. I think when you have that mindset, it can really help your business start off really strong and then also be able to continue to scale. Absolutely. I think too, like success has always has been a different definition every year. You know, like when I first started, I was like, oh, if I can quit my full-time job, that's successful. If I could make six figures, that's successful. And I'm like, if I could be home and give my kids like full attention and still run a business because that like having a business and creating stuff is what I'm so passionate about and find a lot of like worth and appreciation of myself for doing that. But I also want to be like a badass mom and be so present. And so like now that's what success is. And so I mean, that's why it was a no-brainer too to hire you. And I was pregnant with our newest baby to be like, I need legit systems. Like I thought in the beginning, I was like so organized with my like canned email responses, having like the highlighted areas that I knew I needed to change. And then I feel like it was like a year in of this like super outdated CRM that I had. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hire someone to like, like install the contracts that I had and put in the payment plans and all of this. And I invested so much money and they literally did like the bare minimum. It is so frustrating. It is so frustrating from like my point of view of like what I do of like hearing that because I'm just like, gosh, like this is why a lot of people have a hard time of hiring out their systems because I mean, it can happen with everything. Like I have had a website built before and then it was not what I feel like I paid for. And so it can happen in any industry, but I feel like a lot of times it does happen in the systems industry, especially right now, because I feel like so many people are diving into the systems world and, or they're like, you know, focus on something else, but then a client will be like, oh, well, can you also do my systems? And they're like, oh, sure. And add that on, but they really don't know the ins and outs of it. And then clients are unhappy and then they're scared to then reinvest in their systems. So I'm I'm glad that you even though you went through that, you still saw the need and like your desire to still have your system set up um and in a way that you love and are actually going to use instead of having it like scare you away and then feel like you don't need systems in your business. Yes, well literally it was so funny cuz I knew. I feel like for like four years, I had known I was going to switch to Dubsado. And so I was purposely like not doing anything in the CRM that I was using prior because I was like, no, I'm just going to switch. I'm just going to switch. But I kept making excuses. And it is 
do you know how much time I probably wasted in like four, well, in eight years as a whole of running a business, but especially in that four years of just being like, oh, eventually. And then finally got pregnant. And I was like, I just have to pay someone to do this. I have to do it now or it's literally never going to happen. It is so true. Like it, you save so much time by having your system set up and you save so much money. We send our clients now a return on investment report that shows you like based off of everything that we automated and everything like that. Like this is how much like time you save. This is how much like money you could save from having a VA do this. We're not saying don't have VAs. VAs are amazing, but have your VAs do things that shouldn't be automated. It is a waste of your t- their time. It is a waste of your money um, to have them doing stuff that should be automated inside of your workflows or your project management tool. And so we now send that to clients and our clients are like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think about, you know, that I was probably having my VA do all these things or I was doing all them and like how much time and money this is actually going to save me. So looking back on it, like when it came to your systems, like what, so you had your canned email set up. Was there anything else like major that was really helpful for you when it came to your business that you had pre-set up? And it doesn't have to be, I guess, system wise, but it could be, you know, your branding or whatever you had set up that you think really set your business up for success to be a profitable business and to be where you are now of now adding in another business side of of Smirk Photo Booth? Yes. Okay. So when I started, I actually took out a business loan because photo booths were so much more expensive than, than they are now. And so in that, I knew that like I needed to hire a graphic designer because I knew I didn't want to DIY it because it just wasn't going to be there. And so I hired a friend. I still... I collaborated with like all friends on my projects, but I hired branding. I knew I wanted to do weddings. So my original brand was very like script font pinks, like very catered to brides. And then shortly after I started, I met a copywriter in town and I had her write all my emails that were then saved into canned emails, which is so funny because when I hired her too, I didn't even know canned emails were a thing. She actually like when she sent me my final deliverables, like showed me how to add each one as like a canned email, uh, which makes me laugh. I feel like anyone who starts a business know a good portion of something. Like maybe you're like, oh, I can design a website in Squarespace. So that's where I'm going to start with my business. Like everyone knows, but you learn so much through the process. And then like, yeah, you look back now and you're like, that was so simple. How did I not know how to do X, Y, Z thing? Yeah, I think too, it is, you know, when you find a system that or a, when you find a system tool that works for your business and i like to specify it's not the system it's your system tool your system is your process but when you find a system tool that works for your business it's like finding one that is going to grow and really doing your research on those tools um and i'm sure for you like when you knew you wanted to switch to Dubsado, it was like, you know, you knew or heard of like, you know, different features that were going on or other people in similar industries, like in the event space, were using that platform. And it is a platform that can really grow with your business. And I think that is something when it comes to this topic of launching a new and profitable business, it is finding something that is going to grow with your business and is going to scale with your business. Because I started on a platform and I know there's always a debate between HoneyBook and Dubsado and things like that. 
I personally started on HoneyBook. I think it is a great platform, um, but it is something that I outgrew. And it is something that a lot of my clients outgrow in their business because there aren't as many automation capabilities. You can't do a lot of design stuff. So especially for wedding and events, my clients love all the bells and whistles that we give to their builds, especially with coding and everything that we can add into their. And so, but with some platforms, you can't do things like that. And so you can outgrow them. And so I think when you're first starting your business, a lot of times figuring out what tool is going to be best for you can sometimes be difficult to figure out. So how are you like at the beginning of your business, like figuring out even you know, knowing who to outsource to and things like that. And then maybe even, you know, you outsource to a certain person at one point in your business, but then because you would say you're upgraded your branding, like down the road to something that fits who you cater to now. How was that process of figuring out what tools are right for you or what things you needed to outsource and who to outsource to? Yeah, I think, well, first I have always been like, I want to pay a professional for something that I know I'm not the best at. Like I'm a great photo booth owner. I'm a great photo booth attendant, but like I am not a copywriter by any means. And so I think in the beginning I had that mindset the whole time. So if I don't feel like I can do something great for my business because I want my business to be great, I'm going to hustle and find that money and find someone who's – and I didn't always hire the best person. Like I hired what I could afford. So hired who – I could afford who could do the job. But then I think it's always like monitoring your business and being so realistic of like, is this working in my business? Like example for my branding, when I switched over, I started getting so many corporate clients and that was like really the way I wanted to pivot my business. And I was like, my branding and my copy and my website don't show that. So while I still will get corporate inquiries. They're not going to see my brand and be like, yes, this is a corporate brand. It was very young and girly and wedding, which was so great for my brides. So I needed to elevate my brand with the service that I was offering because those have to stay together. One can't really lag behind or you need to like, you know, catch it up quick. And so definitely like right before 2020, I was like, okay, full rebrand. I'm hiring a real copywriter, like someone who's incredible to really understand and put like my brand and my visual, my tone of voice, how I am in person in my copy on my website. So from the moment someone clicks on my website or sees my Instagram or meets me in person, they're just like, yes, this is Smirk Photo Booth. If you look back, I feel like you're always going to be like, oh my gosh, what did I do when I started my business? Like, That's so crazy, but also start something that you're proud of in that time. Like invest what you can, but I totally get bootstrapping a business because there are so many elements. So then when it comes to like the tools that you're using in your business, the CRM I started with was just like one that people in the photo booth business recommended. And if you think of like the average photo booth owner at that time, it was like older men So like was just, it was functional. It was great, but it wasn't creative. It didn't have a lot of bells and whistles. It was like the bare minimum. And that platform grew and it has like more resources now. But like I've had days where I run nine events in a day. And 
you know, hand pasting canned emails for nine events that are leading up is just impossible, even though I did it. But like now having kids, there's no way I can't give my computer that kind of attention in a day. And so again, I think I met owner of Dubsados, her name Becca. I met her and Cameron at a conference and they actually did like a free little like Dubsado walkthrough. And my mind was blown because I didn't even know it like those kind of elements, features existed. And I was mind blown. It is so different when you can like see the platform. That's why I always tell people like if you're first starting out with your business or you're trying to figure out what system tool is right for you, like look at so many tools have, you know, walkthrough videos or you can schedule calls with them and they will walk you through the platform. And a platform like Dubsado has so many free courses. They have so many webinars from experts in Dubsado. I have two out there. I have one on how to use Dubsado as a guest speaker and then one on how to use Dubsado in the event industry. So everyone listening to this podcast, that one is for you. And, you know, there's so many other ones out there that are specific for photographers, calligraphers. Like I've seen so many webinars out there and watch those videos like they are on YouTube, like research the tools before, especially before you get off of that free trial that you're on and start paying for a platform because I have met with so many clients before that are paying for multiple platforms because they, you know, started trials and then they like started paying for it and they're just not sure which one they're going to be on and figuring out, I'm like, do your research first or talk to someone that lives and breathes systems like myself that can tell you, you know, what I suggest for your system tool of choice. Because I think figuring that out, especially one that's going to grow with your business, is going to help you in the long run of actually being able to continue to scale and not feeling like you're switching from system tool to system. So seeing it, you were like, I need this in my business like yesterday. Well, and that's the thing too, is I like saw it and was like, there's so many parts. It feels overwhelming to move everything over, Mm -hmm. even knowing what I know now. And Yes, so many resources on their site, like their YouTube videos, they do like the white glove migration over. So even if you feel like you have a good base of your systems, like they'll transfer it over. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they'll move your stuff over for you. They won't necessarily like, you know, design all your forms and all that kind of stuff, but they will migrate your stuff over for you. And I think a huge thing too with like systems and whatnot. Like someone might be listening to this now and be like, wow, I've never heard of Dubsado or HoneyBook or all these things. I was just doing X, Y, Z, but I already started with this. So I just want to commit and stay with it. But I feel like you always have to be looking at your business of what you want it to be because that is why I wanted to switch to Dubsado because I was like, my system isn't going to work for me in the business that I am trying to build But obviously, again, as a business owner, we wear one million hats. And so to tackle on like learning a new system and like stepping outside of your comfort zone and something being kind of hard again, like that was me. I had a system that worked, but it wasn't doing any help really for anyone. It literally, it makes like, it makes a huge difference. And also like what you talked about earlier of 
you know, knowing what you can invest in at the beginning of your business, you know, when you're, if you're first starting out or you are, you know, in your first year of your business and you're really trying to see what you can invest in, or you're seeing all these people, you know, investing in this, in their business, investing in that, in their business. And, you know, don't fall in the trap of shiny object syndrome because it really can destroy your business. There is a way to systemize your shiny object syndrome, um, which is a upcoming podcast episode, but it is, you know, it can really harm your business if you're seeing all these things that other people are doing and then thinking that you need to now do them. I mean, especially when it comes to investments, because if you're not ready to invest in someone to set up your systems, maybe you're not ready for that investment in your business and that is okay. I specifically want people that are ready to go, that are ready for that investment. And that is okay if you aren't, but it's finding other ways to at least know how to implement systems in your business so that you feel confident and can get your business to that level financially when you can invest in your systems. So like Skylar said in the episode of like, if it's something that she knows that she is not great at, but she wants her business to be great, how can you get your business to that level so then you can invest in someone that can take it over for you? I have so many like dream positions and stuff in my business that are there. I see it in my ClickUp every single day. I know I'm working towards it. I am figuring out things to put in place so I am ready to bring on those positions in my business. But I'm not at that place right now to bring on that person and feel confident about it. And that is okay. So it is figuring out where you're at in your business right now and making really smart investments in your business. Like for you, Skylar, investing in your photo booth to actually like get the photo booth, like you need that. Like that is something, if you're a photo booth company, you need a photo booth. So, you know, maybe let's hold off on you know, if you can't invest in a copywriter right now, maybe work on writing your own copy just to get your website out there and have your photo booth. Or if you can't invest in your systems right now, you know, get your photo booth and then work on your systems learn them. And then in the future, invest in someone like Skylar did. Um, So was that like hard for you to kind of navigate when you were first starting out your business of figuring that out? Or were you just like, you know what, like, I know that this just isn't a sound investment or time I can do this right now. And you know, new to put it like on the back burner for in the future. Okay. So again, I feel like I started my business with a loan, which a lo- it was a $10,000 loan. So it wasn't anything massive, but I definitely like had sat down and strategized a little bit. But then once I started and I was like bringing money into the business, I was like planning how to elevate with it. and. I mean, I wish I had like a better timeline in front of me to actually give it. So I started in 2016 and it was 2019 when I actually made like, I don't want to say high-end hires, but I or I made big investments into my business and the things that I needed. And then obviously this past year, because you were a big investment and they've all been worth it. In the beginning, wrote all my copy, hired a designer. A year later, hired a copywriter because... I had so many inquiries that that like initial onboarding email process just was not the same. I was too casual in my emails to people than my – and my service was a more elevated service. So it wasn't lining up. So I was like, 
all right, I don't know how to write this. I got to find someone to just like make this a smoother experience for everyone. And so again, auditing your business, but then setting money aside. Like I really believe that you have to invest in your business if you want people to invest in you. Like if you're not going to do it, why do you expect other people to invest in your business? But yes, finding things that you can afford. Like don't put your business in debt because you're like, oh, I need to hire a graphic designer or a copywriter. Like there are ways to bootleg it and do it. And I totally support that. There really are. Yeah. And I think like you made very, and at the time of doing it, you may not have like known this, but now like yourself now in 2023, like you made very smart investments leading up to where you are now, because everything that you invested in are things that are so important for where your business is growing and scaling now. So making sure that your brand messaging, so your copywriting and everything is speaking to your ideal clients, because we were able as someone that you invested in for systems, we were so clear on your brand messaging that it was like, I feel like we had like barely any edits when it came to your brand messaging inside of your system. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I don't think there was any, and because it was so clear, it was so clear who we were talking to and your tone of voice, because you took that investment to figure that out. And then your branding, you had elevated your branding so that it was speaking to who you wanted it to speak to. And then I felt like by doing all that, your business was able to scale to where it is now And now you are helping other people do what you do. So I want to segment like over into this way of talking about what you're doing now, which is the photo booth edit. So you still have your photo booth company, which is Smirk Photo Booth, but she has a company called a photo booth edit. So explain to those listening what the photo booth edit is all about and then what kind of sparked this idea for you. Okay. So... I'm so excited about the photo with edit. It's been so fun. And I've just been so open-minded on the direction that it's going. Because I actually started this idea probably late 2019, early 2020. And then life happened. We all know. And so I didn't really take off with it because it didn't make sense. But then now that I saved all this time with my systems, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump all in. And so I wanted it to be educational resources for photo booth owners. With Smirk, my mission was to change the way people felt about photo booths, like no more cheesy props. We're making this elevated. Like the wedding industry is so beautifully designed and just going such a different direction that we're not doing giant sunglasses and feather boas anymore. One of my big things too was like, first, my family has no idea what I'm doing. They're all like, you bought what? Like, what are you doing? And so I threw a launch party. And I was like, I'm going to throw a party so everyone can see the photo booth, but I need to get really good photos of the experience that I'm going to sell. So I knew from the beginning that I wasn't going to sell like, this is my photo booth and these are XYZ features. I want like, these people are crying from laughing because they're having so much fun. Like I'm selling an emotion. And so segue over to the photo booth edit, like there's just been this like, five years of people just like posing in front of their photo booth, like buy XYZ photo booth. This is my photo booth. And I'm like, again, like you were saying, all photo booths are pretty decent. They're all going to be pretty good. But like what is setting you apart? 
and what's making you like creative. What's your secret sauce? What are you offering that's new and different? Because if you just have, you know, 10 photo booths in a city and everyone's just posing in front of the same exact photo booth, people are just price shopping at that point because there's nothing different. There's like, oh, everyone has this same photo booth. So we're just going to like do the cheapest option so we can invest in something else that's cooler or better experience. But what they don't know is that person who's more expensive is offering a way more elevated, better experience, going to look better, going to be more professional at their business than like someone who's so cheap. So the photo booth edit first product was stock photos for photo booth companies because style shoots are so expensive and no one understands in the wedding industry. Like wedding planners have to put on like a full wedding ceremony, which I don't even want to think about the cost that that is. And hopefully you're collaborating with people. But again, you don't want to ask people to do stuff for free if you're essentially going to make money off of it. At least I hope you don't. I hope you want to support everyone and grow their business. But so I was like, do you know what? I love designing sets and like the styled shoots or I guess exposure events that I was a part of. I was so strategic in what I chose because I was like, I need to get beautiful imagery that sells my brand experience for me. And I did. And so I was like, I want to do this for other people. And at least so that way when they're starting their business, their potential clients can see the potential that can be brought with a photo booth. Again, we're not doing Costco fold-out tables with feather boas on it anymore, people. We're we're elevating this. Like we're creating something unique. And when I launched it, I talked with some of my photo booth owner friends and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have had a better contract when I started my business because everyone kind of got just screwed in 2020 because no contract covered anything remotely close to what we experienced. So that's like, you know, one off. But even when I first started my business, all I had was a sample contract that I got when I bought my photo booth, it covered nothing. I like had to add a new clause like every event, I feel like, because I was like, oh, I don't want to get paid after the event. I need to be paid before the event. So a friend of mine, Jesse, who's actually also in Arizona, she is selling her contracts on the photo booth edit. And she is like the expert in that. She does corporate events across the country, works with phenomenal brands. So now the photo booth edit is expanding into like this collaborative site for photo booth owners. And honestly, people in the industry as a whole, because these photos are of events that people could buy. And then another photo booth owner is going to add courses on like her email communication, which is cool. It's all just resources of things that we all wish we had we, as in these couple of photo booth owners who are creative, who are changing the industry as a whole, what we wished we had when we started a business to be more profitable because, you know, it took me whatever, we're eight years in now to run a business. I mean, I've been proud of it every step of the way, but I'm so proud of it right now. And the amount of time that could be shortened if I had some of these things to get me started would have been amazing. Yeah. And I think like what you were saying of like, you know, you can go to a photo booth company that's cheaper and then one more expensive, but then, you know, the more expensive one just has a better experience. But like you're saying, like, if you are at that, you know, 
for me, I am at the higher top of pricing when it comes to like systems. And you need to show what that experience is for people to really understand your pricing and what they're really getting out of it. Because if I didn't share, you know, everything that goes into your system build, I I am very upfront about our pricing and the client prep work and what we are going to do and add-ons that you can add and everything like that. If you're not clear on those things and your messaging on your social media, if you're just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks and hoping people are just going to like spend the money when they're not getting any info, it's not going to happen. And then they are going to go to that lower price person and, you know, maybe not have the better experience and you also didn't get a client. And so I think when, you know, by you having the photo booth edit, you are now helping because you're looking back on, you know, all the things that you wish that you had in your business starting out or things that would have elevated your business maybe faster, things that really did help you get to the place you are now and really helping others. So for anyone listening, like, what would you say it would be like one final like piece of advice when it comes to starting their new business and, you know, starting one that's not just new, but starting one that obviously we all want it to be profitable. If we don't want to see profit, it's just a hobby. And that's okay if you have a hobby. But if you have a business, we are wanting to see the do re me like come in. And so what would you say to someone would be like one final tip of advice that you would give to someone that's wanting to start a new and profitable business right now? Okay. I would say be so honest with yourself on the things that you are good at and what you're not good at. I feel like it's really hard for people to admit that like they aren't good at something. So and those things that you aren't necessarily good at in your business, figure out how to collaborate with someone else on how to elevate that in your business, hire that out, trade with people, whatever works for you. It just be so honest and continually audit that list. Like do the things that you are good at that you like and be okay with handing something else off or putting that in a category that's like when I can, when the time is right, when I have the money, these are things that I want to hand out. I don't feel like at this point anyone's like recreating the wheel with, you know, well, especially within the wedding industry. Find those mentors, even if it's just like an educational piece of nugget that, you know, gets you a month ahead of what you would have been if you had to recreate that step or whatever yourself. Just reach out, listen to podcasts, take in the YouTube videos, learn how to do it. And then when you can, like invest in the things that make your business professional. Yeah, I think that is like really, really good advice of like always leveling up your education of something and don't ever stop learning. So I really hope that you take everything that Skylar has taught you guys and really think about it, you know, absorb it and implement things. And especially if you are in the photo booth industry or wanting to be definitely look into the photo booth edit so that you can learn more about photo booths and set your business up for success. So Skylar, for those that want to reach out to you or get in touch with you, what is the best way that they can do so? You can slide into my DMs on the photo booth edit on Instagram. Uh, That's where we're mainly living. 
obviously on our contact form, you can follow me personally at Skylar French, but most of the fun stuff is gonna be on the photo booth edit. Definitely take a look at Skylar and the photo booth edit and Smirk photo booth. They are incredible. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Skylar. This was so fun. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode.